Hey everyone, this is John Hanson and this is Block Club Chicago's The Ballot, your Chicago election headquarters. And of course we have the big race coming up uh, next Tuesday, the first round of the election and a lot of focus has gone on the mayoral election side of things, but there are some really fascinating older person races, some uh, uh, retiring incumbents, some big fields, some heated rivalries, and we're just going to touch on a few of them. There's obviously 50 wards, and each one's important in their own way, so we're not getting to every single one here on this episode. That would take too long, and there's some interesting ones that we won't mention here, too. I just want to preface that so we don't get a bunch of tweets saying, you forgot about... No, trust us. We haven't forgotten about it. You can get full coverage at blockclubchicago.org. Click on the ballot. You can see a breakdown of every race. We've got a lot of the Block Club reporters on the line. I want to start right away with Melody Mercado. Melody, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Good. And you have got quite an interesting race brewing in the 34th. Can you first just like quickly, because, you know, the numbers, I don't think a lot of people know the numbers outside of maybe the ones that they live in. Could you give us a, a rough outline? I know they have strange shapes. What neighborhoods are we talking here with the 34th? Yes. So the 34th is a, you know, a little special in the fact that it used to be located on the far south side of Chicago, represented by Alderman Kerry Austin. And during the redistricting process last year, it was relocated uh, to now in kind of in the between of the West Loop and the downtown area. So it includes a lot of the central business district, um, the West Loop area, Mary Bartlemy Park, and Greek Town. And Did they redraw it because Carrie Austin was already retiring? Like that they felt like they could move this one around? They relocated this ward because of the population shifts. Um, okay. A lot of people moved downtown in, in, in the West Loop, and um, the old 34th ward had a loss in population. And so that was really the motivation behind moving it. Okay, so what are the big issues? Who are the candidates? So we have two uh, candidates in the race here. Um, we have a local real estate broker, Jim Ascot, and Navy veteran, Bill Conway. Neither have held office before. And so whoever gets elected, this will be their first time in politics. Um, Bill Conway is not new to the scene. He did run against uh, Kim Fox in um, 2020 he obviously did not win that but now he's coming around back for round two trying to represent the downtown and west loop area um he is uh got a lot of name recognition during that race um and is uh pretty well known in the community because of that um jim ascot is uh an immigrant from greece um he's more known in the community in parts of greek town and uh, just for owning his uh, commercial real estate broker co uh, company. Do a lot of the issues and things that people are talking about in this race deal with the downtown developments, what's happening there? Obviously, we've seen some businesses leave Chicago. We're seeing some more come in. Like, is that is it much more of a business discussion, perhaps, than in some of the other wards or development discussions? It's very heavy uh, leaning on public safety um, because the West Loop has been experiencing a, a small uptick in crime in relations to um, uh, aggravated battery and some kidnapping attempts that have happened that has shaken some residents. And so they want someone who's going to uh, sort of be tough on crime. And then, of course, like you mentioned, a lot of developments and sort of how can they revitalize parts of downtown, but then also keep residents uh, in the process 
for when new developments try to come into the West Loop area, which is booming right it's now. It's an ex expensive race, too. It is very expensive. Um, Bill Conway has received uh, tons of money. He's <laughs> leading in fundraising and endorsements. Um, he's collected uh, over $500,000 last time I checked for this race. Um, and he has collected endorsements um, from uh, from uh, Governor J.B. Pritzker um, and also the Chicago Federation of Labor, just to name a few. All right. And uh, well, a lot of the races we'll be talking about for the rest of the episode will go to a runoff. These are the only two candidates in, right? These are the only two candidates in the race. There's been a little bit of drama over uh, between uh, Jim Ascott and Bill Conway over Bill Conway uh, not being able to participate in any forums. Um, and so it's a little bit different than a lot of the other races where we've seen a lot of uh, forums and debates taking the stage. And this race is unique in the fact that there hasn't been one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's so unless they tie because it's 50 percent plus one or I guess a lot of write-in candidates or something. This thing is uh, likely to be uh, decided on Tuesday, but I guess we'll wait and see. All right, Melody, thanks for breaking it down for us. All right, thank you. I'm going randomly in order here. These block club reporters can't wait to get back to their real jobs <laughs> and have so much work to do. I'm going to go to Mina Bloom, who covers the first. Mina, how you doing? Hey, John, I'm doing all right. How are you? Good. The first is not where we started today, but it is number one. I was going to say in our hearts, but that makes no sense. Um, tell us about this race so I can stop talking. <laughs> okay, so the first ward, it covers parts of West Town, Ukrainian Village, Wicker Park, Logan Square, Humboldt Park, some changing neighborhoods, some neighborhoods that have kind of already changed, so to speak. Um, and so we've got the incumbent, Alderman Daniel Espada, who um, was elected in 2019. He was part of the Democratic Socialist movement of that election cycle. And then we've got... And he easily got, won, right? That was kind of a, I don't want to say a surprise, but he beat Moreno, right? Right. So he beat Proco Joe Moreno, who was alderman for 10 years prior to that election. And now we've got Proco Joe Moreno back in the sort of ring, so to speak, mm -hmm. trying to to uh, to win back his seat. So he is one of three challengers against La Spada this election cycle. So Proco Joe Moreno, we'll start with him. He was, again, older person for 10 years. Um, and he really, he, he really uh, suffered from a string of controversies. If you'll remember, um, after the 2009, or 2000 oh my god 2019 <laughs> what is you reporters season, I'm sorry. Are, you guys are yeah. <laughs> you're <laughs> all forgiven i'm sorry after the 2019 election he was charged with insurance fraud and obstruction of justice after he um, falsely re reported his car stolen and then while that case was pending he was charged with drunken driving and reckless driving after he crashed into parked cars on the gold coast he pled guilty in both cases was given second chance probation um, and court supervision. And um, my colleague, our colleague, Quinn, he profiled Proco Joe and um, he told Quinn that, you know, he's received treatment for alcohol addiction. He's done community service and he wants another shot. So we've got Proco Joe back in the mix. And also and, another name yeah. that a lot of people recognize the last name of for sure. Yes, exactly. And that's a, that's a good segue. So then we've got Sam Royko, 
who is a lawyer and the son of a famous Chicago Tribune columnist, Mike Royko. And Sam Royko, he decided to run after his girlfriend was carjacked in 2021. And then from there, he really got involved in local politics. He formed this group, the Greater Westtown Community Coalition, and he eventually um, you know, launched his bid for office. So he really has made public safety the focus of, of his campaign um, because his uh, he, he had trouble when when his girlfriend was carjacked in 2021. For sure, and the fourth candidate not to be forgotten because they're a well-known person in, in part of the elder in part of the board, right? Exactly. So we've got Stephen Andy Schneider. He goes by Andy. Um, he is the longtime president of the neighborhood group Logan Square Preservation, which does a lot of preservation and beautification work in Logan Square, but also. Um, really plays a, a, a big role in development in the neighborhood, too. So Andy has really, he has been involved in almost every project in Logan Square over the last decade. He's, you know, been involved in big affordable housing projects and big infrastructure projects. Um, he's also done a lot of preservation work, like restoring churches and, and things of that nature. So um Andy is a, a political newcomer. This is his first time running for office. And um, and it, this this is a really interesting one because Andy Schneider, Sam Royko, Proco Joe Moreno, and Alderman Laspada, they each have a lot of supporters. And each of their, their campaigns are, are pretty well funded. Yeah, for sure. And they're all names, like you said, that are well recognizable in the neighborhood. In one minute, I mean, it's a huge area with a very diverse area, a lot of areas that are facing gentrification. I'm sure that's a huge issue in this race. What are the big issues? I'm sure public safety at the top of the list, too. Yeah, public safety, I think, has come up a lot in this race, but also gentrification, affordable housing. Um, I would say those are those are the big ones. Um, but unfortunately, we, uh, you know, we've had I know there was one forum in in Westtown Ukrainian Village. I think folks would have wanted there to be more candidate forums for this particular race. There there was only one that I'm aware of. OK. And, and Mina, I, I know you wanted to touch on the 26th. Uh, can you give us the uh, the Sparks Notes version? Yes, I will try and be brief. So <laughs> the 26th Ward race, Alderman Roberto Maldonado, the incumbent, he uh, recently retired. So that completely upended the 26th Ward race. And essentially, you know, Maldonado is is out. So that leaves three candidates vying for his open seat. So we've got Jesse Fuentes, who is policy director at the Puerto Rican Cultural Center, very involved in Humboldt Park, born and raised there, um, has worked at, at schools in the community for many, many years. Um, she has the backing of the Puerto Rican Cultural Center, which is a big political player in the neighborhood. Then we've got Angie Gonzalez Rodriguez, um, who is um, also well known in the community and works in healthcare. She's run for alderman before, and she's actually the 26th Ward Democratic Committeeman. So another name that people know. And then we have Julian Jumpin Perez, mm -hmm. um, and I don't believe he's using Jumpin on the ballot, but um, <laughs> that remains to be seen. Um, but he, um, some some people may recognize his name. He. Um, is a, a Chicago DJ who, um, you know, was really a, a staple on 
B96, KISS FM uh, for many, many years. And this is his first time running for office. And um, he, uh, unfortunately, he has not attended any candidate forums. So I don't have a, a ton of information to give you about him. But um, but but he is one of the challengers that, that will be on the ballot trying to get Maldonado's open seat. All right. Mina Bloom, thanks for breaking both those races down for us. Tag, you're out, okay? <laughs> thanks, John. All right. I'm going to go to Jake next, who, Jake Wittick, covers uh, Northside uh, neighborhoods, Lakeview, um, Boys Town, and Lincoln Park, too, right, Jake? Yeah. How are you, John? I'm doing great. You got a couple interesting ones. Let's start with the 43rd, because this is a race that uh, someone left in the middle of their term, so we have an appointed alder person and now some challengers. So, really, the incumbent hasn't won an alder race yet, right? I got, I got characterizing that correctly, right? Yeah, you're right. Um, so I'm covering the 43rd Ward, which includes most of Lincoln Park, Old Town, and the Gold Coast. And this ward was held by Alderman Michelle Smith for um, quite some time. I don't remember the exact year off the top of my head, but she announced last year that she's retiring. Um, so it launched this whole process where the mayor got to appoint an alderman, and she appointed um, now Alderman Timmy Knudsen, who is um former he's an attorney and he was chair of the zoning board of appeals and he was also on mayor Lori lightfoot's 2019 campaign finance team so there's some ties between him and lightfoot um and then what i'll say about the race is it has a lot of characters a lot of money and some mudslinging um so i'll start with the characters um some <laughs> other players in this race include michelle smith um she has actually gone against timmy alderman knudsen and she's endorsed his challenger wendy taylor nations who's a public relations consultant um also um marty oberman who's a former alderman of the 43rd ward has put his backing behind wendy taylor nations while two other former aldermen have backed timmy knudsen so there's this kind of battle between the former alderman and then also someone appointed by the mayor. So that's kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, another candidate in the race is Rebecca Janowitz. She is an attorney. She's got a storied career in um, violence prevention, a lot of things, actually. She's done a lot. And um, she has invested about at least $750,000 of her own money into her campaign, which um I did a story on it earlier this month, and at the time, it was more than four of our mayoral candidates had put in had for their campaign. Whoa. So it's a lot of money. Um, she's been running TV ads citywide, not just in the 43rd Ward. So she's putting a lot of money in this, which has raised some questions among candidates about where this money is coming from, why she's doing it. Um, she's gone on the record and explains that she made some smart investments in um environmental technology they're called trackers and they help solar panels move with the sun to gather more energy oh. and she and her late husband made some good investments that really paid off for them so that's where this money comes from it's not even from her career it's just an investment they made Interesting. yeah um and then some other players in the race um the other candidate three candidates are brian comer he is president of the sheffield neighborhood association and he works as a consultant he's been endorsed by the chicago tribune um, and then there's Steve Botsford, who is a real estate developer, and he was endorsed by the police union. And then there's Stephen McClellan, who is an after-school program nonprofit owner and founder, and he ran against Smith in 2019. So there's a lot of different players there. For sure. Well, that's an interesting one. Wouldn't be surprised for that one to go to the runoff. I mean, anytime you're getting more than really three 
unless it's a popular incumbent, you're very likely to see these things go to the runoffs. I'm sure we'll continue to track it, but you never know. Uh, you want to give us the spark notes on the 44th? Obviously, Tom Tunney leaving. That's a big uh, ward. Yeah, exactly. So Tom Tunney, he's a very powerful alderman. Um, he was appointed vice mayor in 2019, and he chairs the zoning committee. And he, after floating whether or not he would run for mayor, he decided he was just going to retire altogether um, from alder person, I should say. He's mm-hmm. said that he's still going to remain active in advocating for the business community. He still owns the Ann Sather restaurants. Um, but this race, it's pretty simple. His chief of staff, Bennett Lawson, um, is running unopposed. So he's likely going to be the next alderman. All right. Interesting stuff. Jake, thanks for uh, hopping on. We appreciate that. I'm going to go to Mac Lederman next, who uh, covers a lot of things all over the city for us, sure. often running around early in the morning. Uh, Mac, uh, you've been uh, looking into the 13th Ward race. Where's this one at? Yes, I have, John. So the 13th Ward uh, covers parts of Garfield Ridge, West Clearing, and um, West Lawn. Uh, which is kind of an ill-forgotten and I think undercovered part of the city, which has made it probably an ideal spot for Mike Madigan, who's long had his um, enterprise, his political enterprise uh, based out of this ward. Okay, so who is uh, obviously uh, running for this? We have uh, an incumbent, right? So we have an um, incumbent, Marty Quinn, who is seeking a fourth term in this position. And usually when you say Marty Quinn, the thing you put in front of it is top Madigan and ally Marty Quinn. Uh, Madigan has been the president and chairman of the 13th Ward Democratic Committee since 1969, which is a position he still holds, despite um, currently being indicted with a highly anticipated racketeering trial coming up next year. And uh, Quinn has been so closely tied to Madigan, he actually shares an office still with the 13th Democratic uh, Committee. Um, So maybe their desks are right next to each other. Maybe they're across the hall. But these two guys have been closely tied together for a really long time. Quinn's campaigns have been bankrolled by Madigan in the past, the Friends of Madigan by the Democratic Committee. Um, I asked Quinn myself, I was like, hey, when we talked, I was like, hey, are are you guys uh, still friends? And uh, he kind of just said, um, Mike continues to be the the chairman of the 13th Ward Committee, so he um, doesn't feel it necessarily politically necessary or advantageous to distance himself from Madigan which I think is rather interesting. Right. Uh, I mean, it's not is... like Madigan hasn't been controversial in the past, and but Marty won with like 86% of the vote with those ties. Now, obviously, Madigan hadn't been indicted yet, but, mm-hmm. you know, there's been a lot of, you know, talk about Madigan for years and years and years. Yeah, you think the indictment might change the game a little bit here, but um, it seems like maybe it hasn't. I'm, I'm hearing from people kind of in the neighborhood, you see rows and rows of signs for Marty Quinn um, all across the blocks, and I think uh, – this could have been a larger referendum on how people feel about the Democratic machine and uh, Madigan and his sphere of influence. But I think it's a true test of the idea of like a city that works. Yeah, People and- feel like, yeah, their their driveways are, are mowed. Um, the snow is removed. Their schools work. So maybe the politician might not be the most uh, yeah. <laughs> straight laced. But uh, if it works for us, it works for us. Well, I guess it's a test of that. And that's what's interesting about this race, too, is that the challenger worked in the city's inspectors general's office who's running on honest government and transparency. Yeah, exactly. Uh, there's a challenger. His name is Paul Brutton. Uh, he spent five years as an analyst with the uh, city inspector general's office. Um, ironically enough, he worked on a red light camera case uh, while there. Um, we know Madigan has been kind of uh, tied up with some issues related to that as well. Um, but pretty much uh, Paul says um, he knows it's a really steep uphill climb in this race. Uh, Quinn has kind of been the guy around there for a really long time. Madigan has been the guy around there for even longer than that. Um, but I think he's just trying to send a larger message that 
something is different, there can be an alternative game in town um, if we uh, choose to go in that direction. We'll wait and see. Mac Lederman, thanks for breaking this down for us. Thanks for having me, John. And last but not least, she was the last one, unfortunately, to join the Zoom call. So, Madison, I'm sorry to keep you waiting. Thanks for uh, hopping on with us here today. Oh, good. Thanks so much for having me. And yeah, and Madison, just like behind the curtain stuff, these reporters are working so hard. Madison was in the middle of a call when the meeting started. But, you know, we talked about Madigan, obviously wasn't an alderman recently, but Ed Burke has been for so long. In fact, won the last election after facing uh, indictments, but uh, he's retiring now. So it's a wide open 14th. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah, so the two candidates are uh, Hilu Gutierrez and Raul Reyes. And I think a lot of, uh, you know, people following this race are kind of boiling it down to a proxy battle. Um, this is the 14th Ward um, has really changed over the past, you know, I'd say 50 years. Um, it's, you know, the Latino population in this ward uh, has really boomed. Uh, it includes parts of Gage Park, Archer Heights, Brighton Park, Chicago Lawn. Um, so should I kind of dive into those candidate backgrounds? Yeah, give it to us. So Haley Gutierrez, um, she works as the district director for the county commissioner Alma, Alma Anaya. And, you know, she credits her start in politics for volunteering for um, Jesus, uh, you know, Chewy Garcia, who you know mm -hmm. is also running for mayor right now. Um, you know, she volunteered for his campaign um, in 2015 and you know, has now kind of been endorsed by him. Um, she is from the, uh, she lives on the Southwest side, Brighton Park resident. Um, and in conversations with her, you know, she says that she was inspired to run for older person um, to help get the like Latino population some, you know, representation, um, get them a leader who listens to them, not just, um, you know, kind of the, the old factions of the, right. of the 14th sport, I feel like you can. And she's say. big on like making sure the city services are distributed more equitably, right? Yeah, absolutely. Something that, you know, Mac just mentioned that goes on in the 13th ward is people say like, hey, if my if my snow gets shoveled, if my trash gets picked up, like we're happy. Um, but, you know, she has kind of pointed out that that hasn't always been the case for all residents, you know, especially some Latino residents in the ward. Um, and uh, oh, go keep going. Sorry. Yeah, no, this is going to shift to Raul Reyes. So he's a yeah. staff assistant uh, with the city clerk's office. Um, and he ran before for a different ward, didn't he? Yes. Yeah. He actually unsuccessfully challenged Alderman Ray Lopez in the 15th ward um, back in 2015. Um, yeah, he so if Halu is the Chewy proxy, then, you know, Raul Reyes, he has ties to the outgoing Alderman, Alderman Ed Burke. He's got ties to his brother, uh, Dan Burke, who donated about $50,000 to uh, Reyes's campaign. Um, you know, he hasn't been super open to talking to the media, so there isn't, you know, really much we can say about him. He, you know, declined to be... Um, interviewed or I don't think he actually responded to requests for interview when my colleague tried to interview him for the story. It, what's interesting about this race is you think, oh, well, Ed Burke, you know, he's obviously indicted on his way out. That linkage, that won't play well politically, but you never know, right? Like you don't know uh, where people's allegiances lie. I mean, Ed Burke won in 2019. I think yeah. he avoided I don't know. I don't remember if he avoided the runoff or not, but I know he obviously won the election. Mm -hmm. Um I don't, I'm not asking you to prognosticate who you think will win, but is there a lot of energy on the ground for either campaign? 
You know, it's hard to say. Uh, a lot of the Southwest side, it doesn't get as much turnout, um, unfortunately, for city elections the way that the North side does um, or, you know, downtown. So, um, you know, really, these aldermen could win just by, you know, a couple hundred votes. Mm -hmm. um, you know, driving through the area, you certainly see a lot of yard signs, uh, you know, going towards either candidate. So, you know, it'll it'll be an interesting one to watch for sure. That's awesome. Madison Zavager, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much. I'll tap you on out of the room right there as well. And that just leaves me to say goodbye. Oh, I love our reporters so much. They do such great work. And again, this wasn't every single ward. This was uh, some of the interesting ones. I think we were able to get through seven races there. So we'll continue to provide coverage through election night. I believe we're going to do an election night, or maybe it'll be the day after election, early morning wrap-up of everything that happened. And we'll continue to follow the elections here on the ballot, both on the website at blogclubchicago.org and here on the podcast through election day and then beyond. So rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. That does us a lot of good, helps spread the word. And we'll drop another pot on you soon. And oh, make sure, go back and listen to the last episode where we talk about all the different ways you can vote or you can go to blockclubchicago.org at the end of the day in case it's the last time I chat with you before Tuesday. Whatever you do, vote. You can vote even if you aren't registered. You're able to do it on election day. We're able to do that here in Illinois. Take advantage of it. All of the things that people always say about voting is so important. Obviously, it is. We all know it is. If you're listening to this podcast, you're probably into that stuff already. Just make sure you show up and do it and bring a friend, too. All right. Till next time, I'm John Hansen, and we'll drop another pod on you soon. 